0: God, how many know God's a good god <laughs> how many know he knows what he's doing yeah. and you know the Lord never leads a person into a place where he doesn't also supply sufficient grace he doesn't he doesn't lead a person to do something and then hold the equipment necessary to do that thing back everybody with me and so whatever He would lead us to do, there's always in connection with the call, the assignment from the Lord, there is the necessary strength, gifting, finance, ability, you know, we can say uh, some different things in different ways, there's enough anointing, there, there, there's not an absence, there, there's not a lack of resource on God's side, Ever. I mean, He's never run out of anything. <laughs> you know, I know people in the earth are worried about running out of oil and running out of this and running out of that. And, and uh, well, you know, the Lord's never run out of anything. I got a feeling there's enough things in the earth to sustain us as long as we're going to be here. <laughs> Amen. And so we don't need to be concerned about those things. And this is what I know. And this is what I know uh, goes here tonight. Individuals concerned. Individuals not, don't feel like they have what it takes to do what they're called to do. Well, of course you do. Yeah. Of course you do. You know, uh, uh, there, there was a pastor here in, in Boise uh, one time. And I, I'd met him, and I didn't know him close, but I knew others who, who did and had a church, and, you know, in the, in the big picture, somewhat like ours, in the sense of certain beliefs, certain positions of faith, you know, things like, we know it's always God's will for all to be healed, that type of thing. You know, there's a lot of churches that say, well, we're not sure about that. You know, they were more in our camp that we recognized healing as a part of redemption, and so God's not saying no to people in that regard. You know, it, it, they, were, they were like us in that regard. I hadn't been to a service; I couldn't tell you completely about style. But they were they were like us in some regards, as as far as some of the things that we preach and teach. And uh, anyway, this this particular church, you know, just kind of limped along for for quite a while, limped along. And I'm sure they did some good things and helped some people. And thank God for that. But uh, what I was told um, was that the pastor finally came to this conclusion that you cannot build this type of church in this area. This type, meaning his type, or some of those things I briefly said. He said, you can't, this area just won't accept that type of, of, of ministry. And when I heard that, well, first of all, I thought, Sure you can. But here's what I mean by that. I, I know this area has its challenges. They're different than challenges in other areas. You know, whether you want to talk about the, the you know, pretty large number of, of LDS buildings around here and stuff. And, and that that can be a particular challenge for a, a church like ours and, and, and others. Or, or whatever you want to call it. There's pe- different, you know people talk about the Bible Belt and the things that can happen down there and they talk about the Northwest and there's the East I understand can have some different challenges and things like that here's the way I, I approach all this if I'm sent here then I have what it takes from the Lord to be effective here if I'm sent to Dallas or to Oklahoma Or, you know, down south, Bible belt type of stuff. and Well, then I have what's necessary to be successful there. You know what I mean by this? If I'm sent to the other side of the world, to a different continent, uh, different country, then, if that's where the Lord has me, then there must also be an anointing, a, a, a gifting, an ability to be effective there. So I never want to allow any kind of you know, excuse play out in my own mind saying, well, it's harder here than it is over here. It's harder for some people, you know, in this area than than other people. Well, am I doing what I believe God wants me to do? Then then I've got the goods. I mean, that would be unjust for God to do anything different. For Him to say, yeah, go there and (laughs) good luck with that. (laughs) Amen. Why do I say that? Well, uh, that's true concerning all of us, whether we pastor a church or or do a work like that, or or concerning any other uh, thing in our life and ministry. Whenever, and we should all be doing this, right? We should all be following after peace. We should be following the leading of the Lord for our personal lives. You know, I sometimes I'll prophesy to people. I'm not your prophet, though. I mean, how many realize? No one else is either. We're We're a New Testament church. Every person has the Holy Spirit, and, and we can all be led for ourselves. It's one of the reasons we do these services, so we get quiet, we get in the presence, we wait, we pray, we you know, we worship, and then we worship some more, and, and we're just enjoying God. In the middle of that atmosphere, you hear things, you get direction, you get clear, you get answers, and victories ride on the end of answers every time. Amen. And uh, and so again, concerning your life, whether wherever you're at wherever you're at, business, you know, family, uh, uh, different situations, some might be in school, different things that you're doing in your life, do you know that you have what it takes to succeed? And when you find yourself being tempted and and thinking like, man, I don't know if I can do this. Sure you can. You say, well, that's easy for you to say, standing up there. No, I got my own challenges. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You know, I could put in a look in the mirror and, and say that to myself sometimes. Sure, you can, huh? But it's true; it absolutely is. Yeah. So I don't know about my my husband, my wife. I don't I don't know if I can handle it. Well, sure you can, especially because the love of God abides in you. You can do it. You can overcome. You can succeed. And don't believe anything different. The thoughts will come, but stop entertaining them. Stop playing him again and again and again and rewinding that thing and playing it again, rewinding it and play it again, rewinding it and play it again. Huh? Amen. Because all that does is serve to undermine your confidence in God's ability to work in you and sustain you and supply for you and enable you to be where you're supposed to be and to stay there. And listen, and not just stay there and be miserable. Huh? Stay there and be glad sustaining power, to stay there and be glad about it, be, be be happy about it, be fulfilled in it, and be an overcomer, and be a victorious person. Praise God. Now, I know this is right, what I'm saying tonight. I know it. You know how you know some things? Sometimes I know, hey, someone's got a pain in their elbow. Someone's got a sore on their knee. I know this tonight, that individuals need to stop thinking and considering that they don't have what it takes. They need to stop entertaining the thoughts that they can't do it, they can't make it, they can't handle anymore, can't overcome. Absolutely you can. God's grace is there. Let's stir it up and remind ourselves. How many know our our attitude in life has much to do with what we're looking at? what we're focusing. If I'm focusing on everything being hard and difficult and the struggles and the challenges and the, you know, all those kind of things, they're gonna grow. They're gonna they're gonna eventually overwhelm me. But if I'll focus on the the, the the word I have from God, I'll focus on His peace and presence in my life, on His promises that He's given to me. How many know those things become prevalent, those things become dominant thoughts, and those other thoughts, they, they'll diminish, and they'll get weaker and weaker and weaker. Amen. What you feed grows. And I'm talking in this, in this context, I'm, we're feeding it by entertaining it, by thinking about it. You ever see yourself failing? I think we probably all have painted that picture for ourselves before. And we've looked at it and said, oh, that's sad. <laughs> that's ugly. I don't know. But the, we've probably all done that, but how many know we should all stop doing that? <laughs> if you've ever had that picture paint out in your mind of yourself falling and, and, and not succeeding and falling into this, falling into that, it's time to tear that thing up. New canvas here. Yeah. You, see, we have an imagination. Is an imagination good or bad? Well, I mean, God gave it to us. He gave us the ability to dream and imagine things. And, you know, I think in and of itself it's, it's good, but how we know it can be used for bad? But, you know, it also can be used for good. Yeah. I mean, I don't, if I imagine some really good things, that's not the same as a vision per se, or as the Lord, you know, giving me a vision, but it's still a positive thing. You know, it's like when you talk about positive thinking. We say positive thinking. Some think, ooh, yeah, we don't want to be into that positive thinking stuff. Uh, Well, sure we do. You know, especially if it's in church. Oh, if it's one of those positive thinking churches. Well, what kind of church do you want to be? Let's call come in here and think the worst. Imagine how bad it can get. Of course we want to be positive thinkers, We're not saying that instead of being submitted to God and and standing on His Word. But we want to think positive. God is a positive person. His Word is positive towards us. Amen. And so we need to think this way. Praise God. Look with me real quick at, at, at 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians, the 10th chapter. And notice over here in the 13th verse, 13th verse, it it reads, No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. Nothing special, no big deal, common stuff. You've only been tempted with stuff that other people have been tempted with before. You've only had trials and issues come up in your life. It's just old stuff been used before. Some people it's overcome, and other people have overcome it. Nothing new, just boring, blah blah blah, another temptation. So you su- 13. So you sound like you're minimizing that. I'm doing my best. Doing my best to have a perspective of the things that would attack and come against and tempt us and the things of the flesh to minimize them. In other words, I want to see them small. Yeah. I want to magnify the Lord. Yeah. And I want to diminish the devil yeah. and temptation and all these things. You know, I think in Christian circles, especially, you know churches like ours sometimes we can do a great disservice by talking about the devil too much and i know we don't do that around here but in the church at large sometimes every, everything's devil 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 demon 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 demon, demon. i got this demon and uh, well the devil's defeated and i don't mean i don't mean in the big picture that we shouldn't know anything there i mean we live in a fallen world so you got to know there is one Scripture says we shouldn't be ignorant of his devices, right? He has strategies and schemes against us. There are the fiery darts of the devil. Okay, I'm done talking about that now. Now let's get back on to Jesus. Huh? And we do great service. if We're always trying to... Uh, I don't really like to overuse the language of the devil's attacking me. The devil's attacking me. Say, well, does he attack? Well, I guess. He walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. But he's defeated. So it's just "Mm." step on the bruise and keep going. No, he's under our feet, so deal with it, resist, and keep going. Back to the Lord. Back to focusing on, I have the ability, I have the anointing, I have the call, I have the equipment, I have the necessary strength, I have God's grace all over me, so I can do exactly what He's called me to do. Amen. I mean, if He's leading me to do something different, good. Do something different. But a lot of times people, they have a leading to do something different when it gets hard. Right? So I just don't have peace here anymore. Of course you don't. Because... But if that's not that's not the kind of peace we the Bible talks about. You're talking about peace in your situation. Yeah. Sometimes you'll have you'll walk through situations that aren't peaceful. What do you do? Keep going. Don't set up a tent. <laughs> you know, like the Psalm 23 says, we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Thank God we walk through. You know, we don't buy a, buy a, a lot. Where do you live? Valley, shadow of death. It's really a bad neighborhood. Thinking about moving, but I can't sell my house now. (laughs) What are you doing staying there anyway? We're just walking through there. Get on out of there. (laughs) Amen. No temptation is overtaking you except such as is common to man, but God is faithful. Aren't you glad He's faithful? He's, who's He faithful to? Faithful to you, faithful to me. He's faithful. That means you can count on Him, right? A faithful person is there for you all the time. A faithful person you can predict. You can rely upon them. You know they're, what they're going to do because they have a track record of faithfulness. You can count on God. He's faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but will with the temptation, uh, will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Praise God. Now just everyone realizes this, I think, here. That verse did not say God won't put on you more than you can handle. That verse said absolutely zero about God putting anything on you. Everybody with me? The temptation, trial, test, thing that might be facing you at times in your life did not come from the Lord, was not His design. Amen. Say, well, the Lord told me it was coming. That's because He knows the future. Doesn't mean He designed everything in the future. Doesn't mean He puppeteered everything that's going to happen. But this scripture says that uh, that if it is beyond common, it is beyond what you're able. God absolutely has a a, a blockage there and says, no, I won't allow anything to come in, into your life that you can't handle. I won't allow a temptation to come to you, to you that, uh, that, that doesn't have an escape route for you in. So I'd l- like to know if there's an escape route for me in my situation right now. There is one. Absolutely is one. Huh? Believe it. Say, thank you, Lord. You've made a way of escape for me. I, if you don't see it, come on. This is why, how we walk by faith. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. There's a way out of this. I'm taking it. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. I'm getting out of this. I've got the ability to overcome in this situation. I can handle this because there's a way of escape. Praise God. You know, I'm thinking about those little games. Uh, um, the kids play Mario. You know Mario? That's the only one I know. <laughs> Mario and Luigi and stuff, and they, they run through and and uh, they run through the little worlds and things. And uh, but I, how many know? There's all kind. There's oftentimes little secret places they can go. And if you don't know the game, you haven't played it before. You don't know where those things are. And sometimes you could be rolling through life and run right over a couple. All right. And that could be true concerning our lives. We're going through and just going through. But you could be walking right past some really good stuff. That's why we always, that's why our, our Christianity is not just um, a system. It's not just start here and go to here. It's start here, get to know the author of this world. Get to know what's involved with here. And as you're going through, you listen to him and he talks to you and he says turn left look right hey look there look over there there's a way of escape there's an answer there's help and there always is always is there always is there's a way god will make a way for you you belong to him amen amen praise god so let me leave you with let me leave you with those thoughts tonight knowing this that there is nothing in your path that you cannot handle with God. I'm not talking in your own strength, in your own flesh. With God's grace, His strength, there's a gift, there's equipment, there's contacts, there's, there's, whatever, there's whatever. God's already got this thing set up. He wouldn't lead us to do something without providing along the way. And He knew, He's not surprised by the hiccups, the bumps. <gasps> Where did that come from? I would never have told you to do that if I would have known. (laughs) Yeah, he knew things would be there, but he knew you had, you know, it's like he knew there would be nails sticking out of the wall, so he gave you a hammer. I can't believe this nail is here. God, how can you let this nail be here? That's why he gave you a hammer, hit it in. Knock it on the head. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Well, let me just pray for you one more time. Tonight, Father, we love you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your blessing and favor in every person's life. Thank you that you lead us in the way that we go and you answer our heart's cry. We come to a place where we see and where we know what we should do, which step we should take, what else is in the plan. So we will not hesitate to go forth in strength, to go forth in might, to go forth with your wisdom, to go forth and see the victory. Lord, you're helping us each and every one. We're established and we're strengthened and we're settled. We're going to do your will, yes, 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 to do your will and be confident in Jesus' name. Amen, amen.